Hello and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Sushi Club. My name is Woon Tan and with me today, I've got Luke Nazaro and Gil Edwards. Hello. Hey. hey. And with today's episode, we're going to be interviewing both me and Luke now. We'll be interviewing and we'll be shining a light on Gil Edwards, our co-host. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump straight into it. Gil, um, tell us about yourself. You're a personal brand disruptor. And Absolutely. you help people transform their personal brand. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about your process. You know, what's, what are you known for? Yeah. Well, I'm known as the personal brand disruptor because what I do is I help people to build really clear and compelling personal brands that translate both um, offline and online. And as we know, we're going through some pretty precarious times where it's really necessary to have your personal brand that's completely in alignment online as it was when you were offline. So I help them to do that. And the reason why I'm known as the personal brand disruptor is because I work in a very um, quirky way. I don't work in the same way as most coaches, mentors, trainers do. You know, I'm all about really accessing the deep soul of somebody, which then helps to shape their brand, which then informs their commercial brand. So it's great stuff. It's intuitive stuff. It can be very spiritual and soulful as well, depending on who I'm working with, because we do often use nature to help really um, get people grounded. Um, So that's what I do. I tend to work with people who are a bit quirky like myself, because for anybody else, to be honest, I'm not really their cup of tea. I'll just be a little bit too fast, too dynamic, um, too demanding, let's call it what it is, um, for them. Because I really feel that everybody needs to be more of themselves more of the time. And they need, need to do that with absolute passion and purpose and real commitment as well. And not everyone's ready for that. So I work with people that I call entrepreneurial disruptors, the ones that who are ready, the ones who are prepared to do something a little bit different, the ones who are determined to create legacy. They're my people. And Gail, in the past, I think it's about the past five years, what I've heard a lot is uh, both entrepreneurs as well as professionals have mm-hmm. said to me, I don't need a personal brand. <laughs> You know what? That's one of the things that causes me the most amusement because whether they like it or not, they've got one. Everyone has a personal brand. And you'll, you know you when you've got a personal brand, you know how good or how bad it is by what people say about you when you're not in the room. So whatever people say about you behind your back, that's your personal brand. So as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or as a corporate professional, would you not want to be more in control of that conversation that they're having about you behind your back? I think I believe most definitely. I mean, that's how I work. But like I said, in the past five years, I've I've met people that said, I don't need it and I don't want it and I'm not going to invest in it. And I I have the same belief. I think everyone Mm -hmm. already has one. The question Mm -hmm. is, are you happy with it? Are you happy with it? Now, just to give you um, a story on someone who's not an entrepreneur or a business owner, but someone who is a corporate professional. So I worked with this lady a few years ago. She was um, a PA. So most people can relate with, you know, to a PA with a huge global corporation, but she wanted a new job. She was looking for a new job. And she came to me to ask me if I could just help her 
to just coach her through some interview skills and also some technical skills around using LinkedIn for a new to find a new job. So I said, yeah, because at that time I was running a program for um, women on LinkedIn. And so I said, yes, but we need to only work on your personal brand. And she said, well, I just need a job. So I said, just trust me. So we did that. We worked on her personal brand. Who is she really? What is it that lights her fire? Who? What does she want to do? These are just some of the questions that I ask people in, in my process. I mean, both of you have seen my process, and you know it's much deeper than that. But they're just some of the things that we talk about. And in doing that, I realized that while she was a PA and she loves her job, what really was lighting her up was the fact that she just wasn't adding real value. Her thing is she she needs to be somewhere where she's adding value. So we went through and did all the LinkedIn technicalities as well. And she was approaching jobs using her personal brand as leverage. So she was talking about adding value, how she can add value. And she was actually, she didn't actually find a job on LinkedIn. But what happened was she was approached by her industry magazine, who was so impressed by the way she handled herself um, online that they asked her if they can do a feature for her. Now, this is a magazine, this PA Life magazine is a free magazine that goes to every single PA, executive assistant and office manager of the top 100 companies in the world. Wow. And, And they featured her not just on the front cover, so she wasn't just their front cover girl. They did a three-page feature on her inside. That's so much amazing. so. Oh, yeah, so much so that her boss at the company she was working for said, look, this is amazing coverage for us because she, the whole interview, she conducted, um, she, she guided, let's say, she guided the interview based on her personal brand and the qualities that we had evoked in our work together. And her boss was so impressed that she had shone such a positive life on, light on the company that he turned around and he said to her, now you choose your job. What do you, what do you want to do? Now you, you choose your job. And she ended up working as the EA, um, to in, in corporate affairs in this big global company. And she left there. Eventually, after a few years, she did eventually leave, but she's now got this amazing job where she's practically running the show for a huge um, technological firm. And that's the power of a personal brand. So remember, she came to me just because she wanted a new job as a PA. And she's ended up not only getting the the job that she wanted, uh, the dream job within the existing company, but then using that as a stepping stone to now land her dream job, which is global. That's yeah. the power of a personal brand. And that's not, a, that's not for an entrepreneur. That's not a business owner. That's not even a celebrity. That's just a regular nine to five employee that decided to step outside the box. That's, that's what I call a disruptor. But she didn't need to do that. But she decided to do it. She trusts process. And now she's reaping the benefit. Wow. So please, if you're listening to this, you have a personal brand. Own it. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, the other thing as well, because I mean, I've been doing this for 21 years, 21 years, even I find that hard to believe, right? But I've been doing this for 21 years. And so you can imagine there was a time as recent as even 10 years ago, when nobody was talking about personal brands, I was the lone voice, you know, people didn't really understand 
what it was. They thought it was all about if you build a really great brand and you're building something like Apple or Microsoft um, or Amazon, they didn't realize that those brands start with the person. If you, if you, when you talk about Apple, even now, years after his death, we think about Steve Jobs. You know, you think about Microsoft, you don't think about the technology first, you think about Bill Gates. And mm. it's the same with Amazon, it's Jeff Bezos now. Facebook yeah. is Mark Zuckerberg. They are the people behind these huge brands. And without really learning how your personal brand can work for you, I mean, even us as a, as a trio, you know, we work with different types of people in different spaces. Woon helps people to create and, and publish podcasts. If you're not clear about who you are, what you do, then how can you publish a podcast about what? How do you make that podcast really compelling and magnetic to people so they want to come back time and time again? If you're really not sure, you're just bumbling from one episode to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Gil, could you, could you share with us your, your sort of journey over the course of your 20 years experience, you know, what, oh gosh, what, how has yeah. it evolved over time? Because you've seen this space change. <laughs> I certainly have. I've seen it change a number of times. So my, my corporate background before I became an entrepreneur was very much steeped in marketing, sales, PR. You know, I'm old enough when that was all one department, one person, much less now it's multiple. But, um, so that was very much the space I operated in within the media. So I worked at the BBC, I worked for Channel 4, um, um, lots of small video publishing companies as well that were doing music videos at the time. Um, and I absolutely loved what I was doing, loved it. But I, I'm a real people person. So as a result of that, I was always very much interested in people and what, what made them do what they were doing, especially in that world where I was surrounded by celebrities um, and very successful people. What was it that made them want to do what they were doing to help and what was it that made them get to the levels that they were at? So um, I then started to diversify a little bit more into um, mar more marketing because in marketing, Marketing attracts a lot of quirky people, especially in that in those days. And lots, and I'm a little bit quirky myself, so I was at home, so to speak. So when I decided that I was going to become an entrepreneur back in however long ago it was now, it was really about a sense. Of, I had a growing sense of discomfort. I had been in many industries. I'd worked with many people. But at that stage in my life, I just knew I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I went, I was very lucky, I went to um, this big conference in the States, which was called um, African American Women on Tour at the time. And I sat in this workshop, and to this day, I still can't remember what the workshop was supposed to be about. But I do remember the, um, the host of the workshop coming on stage, and she'd lifted up her mic, and she just said, Hi, welcome all of you. All I've got to say is that... I'm going to be 50 next birthday, and my only regret is that I've only been living my life on purpose for 12 years. And I thought, oh, did a quick dirty calculation. I thought she was 38 when she started. I'm only 34 now. I've got time. And I came back, handed in my notice at work, just, just like that. And I just decided at that point I was going to trust. I was just going to trust that voice that was saying to me, do it, do it. Yeah. You're going to be okay. No idea what I was going to do. So for the first few years of running my business, I, my first business was called Butterfly Communications. And um, that was very much about 
doing marketing communications and PR for small businesses because that's what I knew. I knew how to do that. Um, and then I got more interested again in the people. The people were distracting me because I just, I just wanted to know, well, why are you doing that? And what's, you know, what's, what's the motivation behind that again? Yeah. So I decided to retrain as a coach. I then found, discovered this wonderful industry called coaching. Um, re, retrained as a coach, NLP practitioner, became a registered, um, trainer, certified speaker, um, hypnotherapist, the whole kit and caboodle just so I could understand people more, be able to help them more and to be able to also help to teach them so they could be more of themselves. So all of that in a nutshell led, led me to about 10 years ago, really niching down into personal branding, really yeah. doing it in a way that's very different because I bring the whole marketing background, the communications, the networking. I absolutely adore networking. You know, how to network strategically with your personal brand. Um, I'm just brought all of that together. And more recently, in the last couple of years, I've decided to niche even further in terms of whilst I'm still doing personal branding, I'm only working with the wild ones now. I'm only <laughs> working now with the, with the disruptors amongst us. You know, the square pegs. I'm here to say, guess what? I've found your square hole. It's here. No need to keep trying to fit in. You know, we've got, we've found a way. <laughs> oh, I love that. I really love that. And, and I remember one of the stories that you shared with me about learning and transitioning into coaching and then finding out. Oh, gosh. In love with being a coach. I wasn't. And this is the thing, you know, um, we, we we sometimes latch onto these things and this is the thing about my particular brand of um personal branding because it's all about finding the stuff that resonates with you before you find the stuff that resonates with your clients so for years and years i was a coach and i would introduce myself as a coach and because that's what i thought it was but it never really sat right with me because anyone that's a trained coach knows that the one thing you're not supposed to do as a coach is give advice, really. That's more mentoring. Coaches, you're supposed to help people get to where they want to be, you know, guide them. And, and anyone that's even overheard me, much less actually spoken to me, knows that's <laughs> never going to work with me. That's just So I really struggled with that because I had, I had and I still have this deep desire to just help people get them out of that miry clay quickly so they can get on with their lives and be much more involved in the world. And it was a friend of mine, actually, quite a few years ago, who said to me, because I struggled with it for so long, um, that it was holding me back. And she just said to me one day, well, I don't really see you as a coach, to be honest. You're more of a trainer. And that was it. The light wow. bulb went off. So that one word made a huge difference. So I started to call myself a trainer. I was training people in how to be more of themselves more of the time. And that, again, has evolved. And I still, even now, if I don't use um, personal brand disruptor, when people say, what do you do? I'll say I'm a trainer, a personal brand trainer, or I'm a personal brand and positioning strategist even. But I will say anything other than coach. It's just not a word that resonates with, with me and what people's expectation are of that word doesn't resonate with me. And that's what I, and that's what I train people to do. Find the stuff that resonates with you because then that will resonate with the people that you really want to attract. That's really powerful stuff. I love your story. 
Thank you. So, Jill, so we are on the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I know. I love it. (laughs) Could you share with us what's your favorite sushi? I've been waiting for this question. So... (laughs) I absolutely love. We've got um um a sushi franchise literally walking distance from my house. Can you imagine? I can walk to sushi. And one of the things they do there is a California crunch roll. And I love it because it's everything you expect from California roll, but it has these dried onions. It's rolled in these dried crispy onions. That with wasabi, oh my gosh, and a bit of soy. I, I, that's my absolute favorite. Having said that, though, I do like a little bit of the um, sashimi, I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Do, I've started to really go for that now. So I'm like a kid in a, in a sweetie shop when it comes to sushi, honestly. <laughs> I am just so – and that was what was so lovely. When, when, when Lubna and I met up in the, the Netherlands last year and we were just talking, she came to meet me at the airport and we were chatting away. And then she said, um, and we were going to a meeting that evening. And we were like, well, what are we going to have? And she says, well, you know what? I really quite um, am a big fan of sushi. And I was like, oh, really? So am I. And that was it. We, we knew then that we had been bonded forever. And yes. um, we had the most gorgeous sushi that night, didn't we? <laughs> we ordered oh. in. Took ages yeah, we ordered, we to get to in. the place. But it was worth it. But it was most definitely <laughs> worth it. It was worth it. It was absolutely gorgeous. So, yeah, I'm um, a big sushi fan. I love it. Because, as well, because I'm, I, I, it really suits my appetite because I'm a little and often person. I don't really like big meals. So, sushi to me, a bit like tapas, is ideal because it's just small bits and then you leave and you come back and love it. And that's like business, isn't it? You know, some people really want to go after the big deals and, you know, because that's what they think it's all about. But sometimes, you know, the smaller projects, working with people who are just committed to showing up and doing their thing so they can impact others can be much more rewarding. Wow. That's 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 the quirkiness of sushis, right? <laughs> that you like. It is really, that, really it really is. And on that note, what do you believe is the relationship between entrepreneurship and sushi? Mm, that's a good question. Gosh, and it is a great question, and it's actually a very easy question to answer because sushi is is I, I I would go so far as to say right now, every single person that's listening to this podcast, you mentioned the word sushi, and it's something else. Every single person is going to have a different image pop into their head, and their image is going to be their favourite sushi. It's going to be the way their sushi is is arranged, whether they're sitting in a restaurant collecting it from a conveyor belt, whether they're buying it from um, somewhere like um, the sushi franchise at the end of my road, or whether they're making it themselves. And that's exactly what business is. Business is whatever you make it. So we hear the term business, which can refer to all kinds of things, but it's which what, what element of business really reverberates with you. What's the one that really gets your juices flowing, just like sushi? So for me, it's a very, very clear relationship. You can, especially in this day and age, wow, you can almost create your own business just like you can create your own sushi. If you want to be the type that makes it at home, you've got your nori sheets, you've got your rice, and you've got all your fillings. That's exactly how we are able to do business now because we're in an age, especially during this time, 
where you can you don't you don't you don't have to have premises one thing that this world crisis has shown us is that people can genuinely work from home you know my partner always thought he had the, the kind of job that he would never ever be able to leave that office right now he's sitting opposite me working from home doing exactly the same job he's done for the past 10 years so yeah. we can create yeah. anything we want to make it as appetizing to us as we want it to be just like sushi I, oh, I, I like I yeah that. that's such a good explanation <laughs> i mean a, as we are recording this we are actually at the start of this well we're, we're sort of through this coronavirus crisis and we are sort of at home lockdown yeah recording this yeah. virtually so oh, um gil yeah i'm <laughs> <laughs> just trying to move make, make it comfortable oh, oh that's better <laughs> sorry Oh, now, all of you listening are only hearing a lot of sounds probably at this moment. But this is what it sounds like when Gail gets up from her chair. <laughs> I had I had to move. I've been sitting there for ages. So I just had to move and stretch. Yeah, oh, so, so, so for the <laughs> listeners out there, we've just been recording three consecutive episodes. And so this is the third episode in a row. <laughs> Um, can I just remind you all that I am a woman of a certain age, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I need to be mobilized regularly. <laughs> otherwise, I, otherwise, I seize up. <laughs> Righty-ho. Okay. Gil, have you heard of this? Do, do you know what Sushi A said to Sushi B? So, sorry, say that again. Sushi A. <laughs> did you know what Sushi A said to Sushi B? No, I don't know what Sushi A said to Sushi B. <laughs> Wasabi! Oh, wasabi. <laughs> oh, God. oh, gosh. I just don't know what to say. That's so <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. We also have oh. jokes. Yeah. Oh. But the great thing is, I'm so glad you brought up wasabi because you, everyone knows I'm a huge wasabi fan. It clears out the sinuses. Yes, the chest rest is amazing. Brilliant. So, yeah, glad you brought up a bit of wasabi. <laughs> That's one of the sushi puns that I know. Oh, oh my gosh. Are we going to be hearing more of these as the episodes progress, Moon? I don't know. I'm sure there will be lots of this. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, cool, That's cool, hilarious. Cool. Uh, so, so for people who want to know more about you, where can they find you? Okay. So in the spirit of transparency, first and foremost, I am on all social media. However, if you go onto my Twitter social media, I have two. And I have two for a reason. So there's my Breakthrough Diva um, social media, which if you put my name in, that's normally the one that comes up. But... Can I just warn you now, I am a huge, huge fan and supporter of Prince Harry and Meghan. So that, that account tends to be all about them. Right? That's, where, that's where I indulge my support of them. However, I do have a brand new um, Twitter account as well, which is at ConsultancyU. But everywhere else, I'm Gail Edwards. Um, very easy to find on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. And also, for anyone that really wants to explore what their personal brand is and how they can start to craft it and create it and make it a bit more compelling, 
I do have a personal brand cheat sheet, which you can download from my website, which is www.brandyouconsultancyalloneword.com. And yeah, you can get started. But by all means, feel free to connect with me and let's have a conversation. Start. Let's start creating the conversation that you want people to have about you behind your back. Awesome. Wow, that's a great resource. Love it, love it. Thank you so much. This has been a great episode and we really had fun having this conversation. Yeah. That's what we're about. <laughs> uh -huh. so, Thank you, guys. It's been fabulous. So for all those listeners out there, until the then, um, next episode. See you. Until the next See you episode. See you.